Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. We are your hosts, Joseva Kapadia and Jasper Rivers. Get paid for your pad. 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 Hey guys, welcome back. We are here for another episode. Today, our guest is coming all the way from Medellin in Colombia, and his name is Andrew Campion. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. So Andrew's got a really interesting background. He actually runs a rental pro- uh, rental business in Medellin, Colombia. And Medellin's a very beautiful city, by the way, for those of you who haven't been out there. Um, it's got a lot of history, a lot of cool things to do. Uh, I really like it. And so I think it's really cool to have you on the show. So Andrew, before we get into your business, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I'm uh, 42 years old. I've been um, traveling most of my life and I, I got to Medellin more or less by accident. I was just traveling around uh, South America. I'd been doing that for about uh, two or three years, just sort of um, after doing a bit of work in Australia, a bit of work in London. Uh, then I arrived in Medellin as a backpacker, and I rented an apartment for myself and a couple of friends. And I did that for about a year. And then when one of my friends went back to uh, Switzerland, I started renting out his room and, and instead of just renting it out to some local person, I, I built a very basic three-page website and started renting out the room to tourists on a daily basis. Uh, I think back then, 2006, I think it was, for about maybe $50 a night or something like that and I would take people out and show them the city and uh, be a bit of a, a tour guide and that became quite successful. So uh, what I did was rent two or three other apartments in the same building and I went and bought the furniture for those apartments and then started renting out the apartments and that happened for about two years uh, just renting out the apartments and then after a while other people who had come and lived in the city who had their own apartments came to me and asked them asked me to manage their apartments so that's how the business got started. Okay that's interesting so you kind of started this business as kind of by chance yeah, absolutely. My background is in IT. So I worked for Sony PlayStation in Europe and I was a, a network administrator. Before that, I was working in um, in IT and banking in different places around the world. So it was certainly not something that I had planned to do, no. Okay, that's, that's interesting. And um, can you tell us a little bit more about the scope of your business right now? Like how many properties do you have and sort of what type of clients do you cater to? Yeah, sure. We we have about 70 properties now. Um, where because of our geographical location, we're fairly close to the east coast of the United States. So I would say that 80% of all our uh, – well, the demographic is 80% uh, North American, 10% rest of the world, and 10% uh, local Colombian traffic. Okay. And, and what, type of, what type of apartments do, do you have? Are they – 
are they luxury apartments or more simple apartments or uh, we've tried to to uh, differentiate ourselves a little bit from the competition by having at least a three-star rating in terms of quality for the apartment. So while not all the apartments are, are luxury apartments, a good proportion of them would be considered luxury apartments. Certainly within the, the given the competition here, most of the apartments here, if you, if you look at what Colombians consider to be a furnished rental as an alternative to a hotel, it's really just the very, very basics, a bed, uh, you know, a bedside table lamp, just extremely, extremely uh, um, bare bones kind of accommodation. Whereas when I entered the market, I was actually the first person to to offer accommodation or a furnished apartment accommodation to foreigners. So I knew what people were looking for. I knew people wanted to get uh, just that little bit of, of extra luxury. So uh, all our apartments were built and designed with um, with the foreigner in mind. I see. And when you were building your business, how did you choose Medellin or Colombia in particular? Well, that was an accident. I mean, I, I had seen most of South America on my trip. I started actually in Antarctica and just went north. And, and literally Medellin was the last city that I'd been to in, a, in the space of about two to three years of traveling. And Medellin just sort of struck me uh, because it was one of the first places that I'd visited in all of South America where I thought this is a really fantastic place to live uh, just because the, I mean, the, the weather's nice, the people are really friendly, but mostly because there was a great deal of opportunity here. Most people would know Medellin for its, you know, its uh, fame with uh, cocaine and Pablo Escobar and, and things like that. So, Tourist-wise, it really just wasn't on the map at all. In 2006, there was really nobody coming here. We we were I was part of a, a group of backpackers who were, I guess, one of the not the first people to come here, but certainly a very small portion of people that were adding Colombia to the list of places to go on their sort of South American trip. So when I got here, uh, there was just one hostel. It was it was out. Um, out of the main, what is now considered to be the tourist district. Uh, now, where our office is located, which is the which is now considered the tourist district, there'd be at least fifty hostels. So the growth has been quite dramatic. But um, e even now, with with this a really accelerated growth, it still pales in comparison to pretty much any other city in the world with regards to uh, how well known it is. It still it still has a lot of problems with people's preconception of the city. So we're we're um, still. I mean, seventy apartments is still relatively small on a, on a global scale, but uh, it's in keeping with the growth, which is around about ten percent a year in the growth of tourism in the city. And it's certainly the nicest city in Colombia. Right, and I can um, I can definitely agree with that because I actually spend a month in Medellin earlier this year and I when this is when I met Andrew as well and uh, I think you're right it's uh, Medellin still has a bit of a of a notorious um, reputation and, and name but it's I felt pretty safe in Medellin and the, the neighborhood that you, you mentioned is is Poblado right that's right yeah right and this is where I stayed as well and um, it definitely feels very safe and you know just like any location, you always have to use a bit of common sense, but I definitely don't think it's uh, any more unsafe than, than most other places in South America. No, in fact, you can compare, make that same comparison to pretty much any city in the world. I mean, if you were going to go to 
Los Angeles, you probably wouldn't stay in. I actually, I actually don't know Los Angeles, but like you know, there's there's parts of Los Angeles which are you know I'm assuming like East is it South Central. You would you wouldn't go to stay in South Central necessarily, and you could say that probably about any city in the world. I know I'm from Melbourne originally, and I've spent time in Sydney and London, and there's places I wouldn't go in, in either one of those cities as well. So, I mean, it, it's just comparable in that sense. Um, in in Poblado, it's a very uh, first world uh, city with with pretty much every every luxury that you you know, you'll find in any other major city. Mm-hmm. Right now, one thing I'd like to ask you, Andrew, is how did you first hear about Airbnb, and what what's your involvement with Airbnb at the moment? Uh, as a property manager. I mean, we've always been focused or I've always been focused on my own personal website. Like I said, my background was IT, so I had a bit of knowledge. I didn't know anything about web design, but I, I knew my way around a computer. So I, I learned fairly quickly and my my website in terms of search engine optimization always did fairly well. Of course, I was I was first to market as well, so that helped having that that edge. But my website, the apartment metagen, has always been number one. Uh, if you search for, you know, Medigen rentals or apartment Medigen uh, furnished rentals, all those kinds of things, we've always done very well directly, uh, organically with um, with search results. So that's how we that's how we built the the business basically uh, on the back of having a very strong internet presence. So as we grew, and it wasn't until I would say the beginning of January of 2012 that I really even paid any attention at all to third-party listing sites. At the, at the beginning of 2012, we were – well, first of all, I merged with another company, uh, First American Realty, and so we took on uh, another uh, – we took on another 40 apartments. So we felt at that point we could probably do with, with the help. And the other game-changer for us really was moving to a, a booking platform because the booking platform then gave us the ability to automatically uh, link our apartments with other booking platforms because uh, up until that point, the biggest um, hurdle for me, I guess, was having so many apartments and then having to maintain that many apartments on different uh, listing sites. It's just – it's – completely unpractical being able to or having to literally change pricing or change photos when they're updated uh, and, and just manage 70 apartments times one, two, three, four different listing sites. It's just, it's just impossible. And I just didn't ever feel like really doing that. Uh, once I had the opportunity to do that automatically, I did so with HomeAway and FlipKey, but I pretty much ignored Airbnb for the most part for that same reason was, and that's because we had, I think, um, I want to to say four or five listings on Airbnb at around the beginning of 2012. And I really didn't pay any attention to it at all. I really didn't – I saw it as really just another listing site that was going to require a lot of time and attention. And, of course, because we didn't really pay much attention to Airbnb, we weren't getting very many um, inquiries through Airbnb. So pretty much up until fairly recently, probably up – well, actually up until I met you in April – it was really a platform that we had largely ignored. I see. And and now, so now since April, I guess, is it, it started to pick up or, you know, how would you say it's it's been a part of, of your current business model? 
uh, well, we've taken on and we've built a lot of new inventory uh, in the last maybe two or three months, uh, short-term inventory. I should point out as well that um, our inventory is mostly long-term in that it's mostly 30 days or more due to the, the law here in, in Colombia. So what we've been doing over the last couple of years is actually building our own inventory, so converting small apartment buildings into uh, – or, or small office buildings, actually, into uh, apartment buildings and uh, renovating those buildings and creating two, three, four, five apartments. So we've had an ex ex a fairly sudden expansion in a short period of time of our short-term inventory. And because our business model had moved to mostly long-term, we really – felt like we were struggling to fill these short-term properties. So we sat down and looked at um, ways of doing that. Uh, and I'd, I'd met, just met Jasper and, and you guys had, had um, were coming up with your book. And we, we took another look at Airbnb and, and thought to ourselves, well, we, we're going to need to uh, really promote on, on another listing site. Let's, let's look at Airbnb again, look at what we're doing wrong and, and see how we can improve that. So at that point, we we did some improvements. I still was not completely convinced, I have to say, uh, about maintaining another platform. But I, we did uh, upload all of our listings to that to the website. Uh, that was I want to say that was the beginning, maybe around the beginning of this year. But it wasn't really until uh, you guys released your book that you know I read through it and we started looking at it seriously, thinking that this could you know really. Um, really give us some, some more in, inquiries and I read the book and I went through it uh, page by page and made a list of about 20 different things that, that we could do to improve our listings on Airbnb and just probably in the last, it's really kind of been quite an exponential uh, improvement. We, we, we added all the units, then we would do a, a few changes to them but just probably in the last I want to say even even just in the last month or maybe in the last couple of months, it's really just been uh, exponentially improving until uh, even just today actually I looked at my profile and we're finally up to the 100% um, response rate within an hour and uh, with the calendars updated every day. So uh, we, we've gone literally from doing maybe one or two um, inquiries every, you know, maybe one inquiry a day. Uh, to yesterday, literally, we did. We had ten inquiries, and we closed on seven of them. And, and currently, the other three are pending on pre-approval. So, it's quite a difference. Oh wow, that's great. Do you? Um, what were some of the big things out of the book in general? So, I, I know you said you made a, a list of all these notes. What were some of the big light bulbs that went off as you were going through? Well, we, okay, we when we first put the the listings on, I think after we had done that, there was a there was a format change to Airbnb, and they added a number of different things that weren't there before. So when we went back in there, when I got the book and I went back in there to look at our listings, I noticed that um, there were two or three or four different fields that just weren't even filled in. I think like house rules and a few other things that were added within the last 12 months were just not filled in. So that was the first thing. We just had to we, – we weren't filling in the information. Uh, also – obviously the biggest thing for Airbnb is that they, they want you to make bookings through their system. They want to make money. And of course they, they reward you for making bookings. So, and we had really put, and what basically what I had said to my booking agencies, deal with our direct clients first, uh, deal with um, clients who are coming through booking systems that, that aren't costing us a big commission. And, you know, on the, on the, in the, the, um, 
the line of, of priority, Airbnb was kind of way down there. And I actually had a look this morning in January, January of this year. I looked at a whole page of inquiries and we didn't close on any of them. So we were basically waiting to fill up the gaps with, with everybody else and then looking at Airbnb as like the third or, or fourth priority. And, of course, by that time, we were either slow to respond um, and, and or we didn't have the apartment available, so we were, we were declining everybody. So that, I think that's the, that was the biggest thing was the fact that we just weren't make, we just weren't making any bookings through Airbnb. Mm-hmm. So now that we've started to do that, it's just a knock-on effect. You know, the more bookings you do, the more reviews you get, um, the the higher you get in the rankings, and then the more inquiries you get, the more bookings you do, and so so forth and so forth. So now it's just it's really now um, probably from the last two months. I said to our booking agents, look at Airbnb first. And actually, the biggest thing for me personally was the the Airbnb app, the mobile app. So I downloaded that myself personally, and I had our booking agent download that and use that. And literally, I was on my mobile phone all the time. And as soon as a uh, an inquiry came through, it would you know give my give me a notification, and I would personally respond to that. And uh, even if we even if I was at, you know ten o'clock at night, I would just send them a message saying, "Yep, we'll get get back to you tomorrow morning." Uh, and that, that I think was the real game changer, getting, getting those um, inquiries down to less than an hour and, and of course, getting the, the number of inquiries up to 100% was, the, was some of the biggest things that we did to, to really make a, to really turn, the, turn it around with Airbnb. Yeah, I think you mentioned a really good point. Um, it's, it's very important to be really responsive because a lot of people who search on Airbnb will make inquiries uh, for different listings. So imagine from the perspective of of a client, if if you know if you send out four messages, and you know whoever responds first probably has the best chance of, of getting the deal. So I think uh, I, I mean I personally use this the Airbnb app uh, as well, and you know always try to respond as quickly as possible, and uh, you know unless I'm sleeping. Which is, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm, I can do a lot, but responding when I'm sleeping is not something that I'm very good at. <laughs> and I think it's actually, I think it's actually more than that. I, I think what I really like about that is you enter into a chat with someone, and a chat is much more personal than an email. So you right. can just go back and forth with someone, chat, chat, chat. It's it's an actual conversation, and with a conversation, you can you can pretty much start and end the conversation and and, and nail down that booking. In just that, that you know, five ten minute conversation going back and forth. If you, if, especially if that person re- like gives you an inquiry and you respond immediately, then they're already on the computer or on their mobile phone, and that conversation starts. And you can grab them and you can sell them right then and right there. And I think that's the most powerful thing. With email, there's always this, you know, it goes back and forth, and they've got time to think about it. If they're, if you're chatting to them, you, you can be as you know as personable as you like. You can give them information about the apartment, you know, really important things that people need, and just and get that sale right then and there on the on the mobile app. Absolutely. Um, my next question is: What are the challenges that you kind of face using Airbnb Business Property Manager? Because you know we've we've talked to a lot of hosts who are renting out like maybe one or two rooms in their building or. Or just uh, you know one house or one apartment, but it must be it must be different being a property manager with so many different listings. Yeah, I mean the main thing obviously is what we've spoken about is is having to manage them all. One thing that I that I can't do and I wish I could do is 
variable pricing. And I think that makes a big difference for people. Um, I know that you, you mentioned that in your book and, and you do that yourself. Say you have a, a, an availability with, with, with your apartment and it's maybe seven days out, you'll, you'll reduce the pricing. Then when it's three and two days and one days out, you'll, you'll, you'll adjust the pricing accordingly. That would be fantastic if we could do that. Unfortunately, just with 70 apartments, we just are, are unable to do that. And, and in that kind of micromanagement of every single property is, is just something that a property manager cannot do. We just don't have the resources to have our, our, you know, our booking agents going in and adjusting pricing on every single unit. It's just not possible. Um, but, I mean, the good thing is once, once the, the listing is up there, once you take care of that listing and make sure it has everything uh, it needs, everything's filled out, you've given all, people all the information. Um, we, we also implemented Instant Book, which I think has also helped. Most of the work is done, and I think once you know you're also using the mobile app, you can do pretty much everything. The, the pricing would be a nice thing to have. We're actually using a, a yield management system for our website, so we can automatically adjust prices based on uh, occupancy and, and time to book. And I think eventually there'll be an app that, or, or Airbnb will do it, or someone else will do it that'll that'll tie into Airbnb and that'll make that job a little bit easier for us to do and give us that capability. But right now, I think that's probably the one thing that we're missing. But we, of course, um, when somebody sends an inquiry, we can always make a special offer and, and do um, and, and do discounts. So for the most part, um, that, that's covered. But I would say just just having to do things in bulk is the biggest, the biggest uh, negative. And the fact that you cannot connect Airbnb to currently to any booking platform so that you can automatically update pricing or, or photos or, um, or or anything. Now, by the way, when you were setting up some of these Airbnb listings, do you by chance get to take advantage of the Airbnb professional photography service? We do, and we, we are using it. Um, we have a professional photographer down here who takes photographs of all our properties. Uh, he's actually the same person who takes photographs for Airbnb, so it's um, kind of funny. Oh. <laughs> so we uh, sometimes we'll send him to the same apartment, and he'll take the photos for Airbnb, and then he'll take the photos for us, so it's, it's convenient. Uh, we haven't yet. We, we're in the process now of going through all our listings. That's one of the, the, the things on that 20-point 20, 20 list to do. We do have um, the verified Airbnb photos for some of our units. Um, it's kind of on that list of priorities. It was, it was down on the list because we do have very nice photographs of the properties. But having that Airbnb verified just adds that little bit of extra confidence for the person who's going to book the apartment. And so we are going through a process now where – our photographer is going out individually to each one of the, the apartments and, and taking those photos again uh, just so we can get them up on Airbnb with the verified photo. Uh, now, I have to say, for all the listeners, I've looked at Apartment Medellin. I've looked at your apartments. And as you said, there is a wide variety, but they are really nice. So if anybody is planning on taking a trip to Medellin, check out the website. The, the, I mean, some of these places are just gorgeous huge gorgeous and the decorations are really nice um so yeah i mean you guys have done a great job in assembling a really nice collection of luxury apartments it's really cool thank you man you're welcome anytime absolutely and i did spend some time as well in medellin and poblado are you familiar with the charlie the charlie hotel yes i am yeah yeah so that's where we stayed but it was really fun it's great so now that you are kind of getting up and running with Airbnb and you've got your traditional business model, 
running alongside. Now, you've also mentioned that, for example, it's it's a bit difficult to keep it updated and to tweak the prices and so on. With your individual website, do you find that to be something that you can do a little bit more easily or is it a challenge across the board? Well, with yield management in particular, which is the adjustment, automatic adjustment of pricing, we, we have an application which does that automatically. I mean, my whole philosophy on, on, on anything, on, on business in particular, is to, you know, not to try and reinvent the wheel and make things as easy as possible and be as efficient as possible. So everything that, that I can do that automates something, you know, I, I'm very excited about. So that's one thing that we, we're using right now. It's one thing that I, that I can't use on Airbnb. Um, but in terms of having the, the two systems running in parallel, I think, you know, based on, on current performance, we may, we may see that, uh, well, to give you some percentages, um, we, up in, let's say two months ago, around 30% of all our bookings were coming through third parties. So that's Booking.com, Flipkey, HomeAway, and Airbnb, and a couple of other third-party agents. And Airbnb was probably well down on that list. And within that 30%, probably less than 5%. Now, uh, just in the last, let's say for, for August this year, um, particularly with just looking at the short-term apartments, it's around 25% of all our bookings. So it's, it's you know, it's quite... Um, it's quite a monster we're growing. I, I think that's one, one issue maybe that, um, if you can call it an issue, is that, it's it's becoming almost um, as powerful and as as important as our website. The the Airbnb book bookings are coming in, and I think if we look at the trajectory of, of how how well we're doing with Airbnb, I can see that we'll be maybe that twenty five percent goes up to fifty percent at some point. So, which is fantastic. Um, but as a property management, you you always um, are aiming to be listing listing site free i mean you, if you can get 80 percent occupancy or more with direct sales you, of course you want to do that you don't want to pay a commission if you don't if you if you can avoid it so in some sense we're, we're sort of we've, we're creating a monster but right now it's certainly um allowing us to grow and 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 the important thing is that we have a lot of new inventory coming online we're, we're building uh, several different properties which will come online in the near future. So maybe 13, 14 uh, new short-term properties in, uh, in the next six months. So Airbnb is is really uh, honestly a lifesaver. Um, it's been perfect timing for us to have Airbnb come on and, and really just fill up a lot of these gaps. And uh, it'll certainly be able to help us push forward and be able to um, – give that sort of we, we give a, a more or less a, a guarantee to people that we'll give people 75 percent occupancy year round and we've always done that for the last sort of five or six years so this airbnb is going to really help us to achieve that and that leads into another question i have for you because i personally believe that these vacation rental sites and airbnb in particular will will become very dominant in, in the vacation rental industry because I believe that you know maybe five or ten years from now very few people will will be googling uh, apartments in city X or, or, or country Y and instead everyone will just go to a uh, go to their preferred sort of platform and and, and search there um, do you do you agree with that vision or what are, what are your thoughts on the future like let's say the next like five to ten years well, my, my view obviously has to be that 
we 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 don't want that to happen because that means we're paying uh, anything from eight to thirteen percent commission on every booking. Our our objective as a property management company is to retain clients, and and one way to do that is to look at the Airbnb uh, mobile app and create an app of our own because we want to keep the, the the clients that we get. We want to keep them and and we want to get some more. So I, I think. I think I, I agree that these were, these booking platforms are getting stronger and stronger, particularly Airbnb. I mean, I've, I'm familiar with uh, – I'm using four or five different ones, but Airbnb really stands out. They're, they're very – some of the things they do are very, very clever. Mm-hmm. And I think more than anything, um, Airbnb is going to grow. I, I don't see necessarily that HomeAway or FlipKey will grow anywhere near as quickly because Airbnb, for me, the demographic that we see with Airbnb is not the usual demographic that we see coming through our doors uh, day in and day out. The, the kind of people that are, are using Airbnb are people who would normally stay in a hotel and, you know, are trying out this app for the first time and, and want to check it out and see what this whole um, apartment rental business is all about. So we're finding it's, it's a lot of first-time people um, and or people who – use Airbnb and who will only ever use Airbnb because that's their platform. They've used it, they like it, and they want to keep using it. So we're getting a lot of new clients uh, through it. I mean, it's it's good. It's it's actually adding to – the, the number of people that we get and the demographic that we get is, is a little bit broader. I'm hoping that, you know, with, with the people that we get through Airbnb, once they come down and they, they get to know us, they get to know us as a company, that they then choose to come back and stay with us as a company. Whether that's through Airbnb or directly, um, I guess it doesn't really matter. Obviously, we prefer them to come back directly. But our aim is to provide the best customer service that we can um, and, and get these people to come back directly through us. And I think you're right. I, f- I feel like Airbnb has kind of cultivated a community of very loyal users, and I, you know, I'm I'm one of them. I used to rent out on a few different platforms, and I totally agree. I think Airbnb is doing the best job, and and that's why I think they will have a dominant position in in the future. And also as a traveler, I, you know, when I travel somewhere, Airbnb is the first platform where I look at and I sometimes think why am I not looking at other platforms you know because I might be missing out on on really good uh, places to stay but for some reason I I have this feeling that I, I want to stay at an Airbnb place because I have such an op- a positive association with the brand and I think that's one of the things that Airbnb has managed to do really really well. Yeah, actually, one of the things, and this is actually one of the issues between property management on a on a you know medium to large scale and the Airbnb typical client, and the whole ethos I think of of Airbnb is that they want to sell an experience. So when the client goes to uh, stay in a place, and if you look at the Airbnb website, you look at the 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 video they have on the website now, it's all people that are sharing a very personal experience. Often that it shows people sharing a house and they're speaking with the people that are living there. They're, they're really selling that, that experience where that when you go somewhere, you get to meet the host and the host sort of shows you around and gives you a bit of inside information and you, and you get to know a place much better than you would if you were staying in a hotel. So that's very hard for us as a, as a business to give that experience, that, the very, very personal experience to, to each and every client. We, we understand that 
that's how the industry is changing and we need to do that and we're moving towards that uh, to try and be as personal and, and give everybody a, as a unique as an experience as possible but that's that's what airbnb is cultivating so uh it's it's, it's certainly a challenge as you if you're a large business to provide that to every single client and i know that some of the people that we have had through airbnb were a little disappointed that you know as a business where we're doing things as efficiently as possible and i think we as a business need to sort of change the way that we think a little bit and and, and not be quite as efficient and then and, and add a lot more customer service and a lot more um personalized uh, experience so that we can we can meet the challenge of 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 uh, making the airbnb uh, demographic uh, happier. I think that's in in general the way that uh, uh, vacation rentals are going. Andrew, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. This has been really cool to hear your insights, and it's been really cool to hear about your journey using the Airbnb platform and sort of figuring it out and adjusting. So, thank you. Uh, as I said, Andrew's apartments are amazing. So, Andrew, can you plug your plug your uh, website one more time? Sure. You can find us uh, on theapartmentmetagin.com. Uh, we've got about 70 apartments, so uh, you can go to the website. You can plug in your dates, and it'll tell you what's available. And just hit us up with an email or a, or a phone call, and we'll get back to you straight away. All right, and all this information and more can be found at our show notes. You can find our show notes at www.getpaidforyourpad.com forward slash podcast. And to get more information just like Andrew did from our book, Get Paid For Your Pad, go to www.getpaidforyourpad.com. And by the way, guys, our Kindle launch for Get Paid For Your Pad is on August 26th. And if you get on Amazon on August 26th, you'll be able to get a copy of our book for free. All right, guys, that's it for this today's show. We'll see you next time. Take care. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.